Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. I, as ever, am your host, Danny Randon. I thank you very much for joining me for part two of episode number 32. Now, hopefully if you're listening to this, you would have already heard part one. Uh, This episode features none other than my father, Mark Bomber Randon. I'm going to keep this intro really, really short this time because hopefully at this point you will know, uh, know the score you'll know who my dad is and you would have heard the first part like I said Um, this half of the podcast goes more into uh, the relationship that I share with him and the sort of you know our our mutual love for music and going to gigs Um, much like we did last weekend he came down to Portsmouth to visit me stayed over we went to go and see uh, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons it was fantastic it was just a great night of uh, just a great night of dumb heavy metal the sort of gig where you you know you get those gigs where you kind of walk out and you go wow that was like a real game changer but then you just have those gigs where it's like you know what I just had fun that was this this gig was definitely sort of the latter I just had really good fun they did a couple of Motorhead songs which was great Phil Campbell obviously used to be in Motorhead um, and I particularly popped when um, they pulled out their um, they pulled out a cover of Triple H's entrance music, um, which was of course sung by Lemmy and performed live by Motorhead multiple times. I I even ran to the bar to get some water so I could sort of spit it into the air and piss everyone off around me. But I didn't care because at that point we were pretty shit faced. Um, but yeah, so that was really good fun. Um, we talk a lot about the sort of the gigs that we've been to, uh, the festivals that we've been to together. Um, over time and then we also go into a sort of AMA portion um, a couple of days before we recorded this back in October um, I put out a sort of post on social media asking for your questions some of you sent in some absolute corkers so I put them uh, to my dad and we have uh, even more of a laugh answering them so and that's about it. I'm going to uh, dive right into the second half of this podcast. Um, first of all, I want to play a song from one of his bands, because towards the end of the first half um, of this episode, we talked um, a lot about the bands that my dad is is currently in. He's in five bands at the moment, um, one of which is a band called Voodoo Lake. Now, they are an originals band. They play sort of bluesy bluesy rock numbers i think if you if you had to sort of classify it um it's a three piece my dad is on bass um and then you've got a a virtuoso of a of a guitarist and singer a brilliant uh, guitarist called Dave Strange and then an equally brilliant young drummer called James Farman shout out to those guys um this is part of a demo which they recently recorded and I think will probably be available online soon. I'll put a link in the bio to Voodoo Lake's Facebook page just so you can find out more about them because they're doing various gigs around the south. They've already been up to London a couple of times, so definitely keep an eye out for Voodoo Lake in the coming months. And this is a track from them called Dirty Town.
just give me a second while I, I load something up. Lost. I went to the premature ejaculation clinic today, but found out it's tomorrow. Bugger. Went to a positive thinking course. It was shit. And it was half empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in half a mind to, to just stop recording now. Especially seeing as what I just saw. What? Well, bearing in mind I've come over to your house, I don't live oh, here Oh, I see. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I never thought... <laughs> this, I is, this, is, this is not going out, is it? I think it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it is. Cause... So let's talk about how do we wee, because I always sit down to wee. Don't do you? you? Do you not? Have I you do. not inherited I, that? I love I, a sit-down wee. Oh, I love a sit-down wee. It's the only way. But... Except in public urinals, because oh, you, yeah. you get a really weird look <laughs> sitting down on those. Yeah. Sitting down in the urinal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. How's to you get your shoes wet? <laughs> how's, to get, how's to get other people's shoes wet? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I must admit, one thing I didn't need to see today is... is, is <laughs> You really need to learn how to shut a door when you're guests around, because I really did not need to see my dad you're have my a son. You sit down wee. So what's the beer you've given me this time round? So you have an EPA, an English pale ale. And it's from the Marston's Brewery. Yes. Which is fantastic. I, did we have a Marston's earlier with my dinner? Uh, <laughs> I think you did, yeah. With my tea. With my tea. Um, with your, you've gone with for another... Friday night roast. You've um you've gone for another bottle of the the bomber to I'm stay on brand. St- sticking on this, it was either this or a Nuki Brown. No, I do like a Nuki Brown. I've you this, know this podcast friends... could go horribly wrong if you start on the Nuki Brown. You know, so. all my friends are banned from drinking Nuki Brown. You know what it does to people, yeah? Yeah, I know what it does yeah, to people. Okay. I know what it does fair to enough. you. Yeah, no, that's you know fair enough. Okay, so we, we don't need to elaborate. We've talked a lot about. Everything that you did as kind of a musician yeah, yeah, yeah. before yeah. I before I was born, before I was a barely a twinkle in your balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I suppose if we jump forward a little bit to if we could talk about me for a second, if that's what, <laughs> okay. Um, I suppose my first memory of you. Kind, not even just musically, just my first memory of you in general. I must have been about three or four years old, and you were doing a gig with Bad Boy Boogie, the ACDC tribute, at the bandstand. And am I right in thinking you did a gig at the bandstand and then a gig at the Horsham Arts Centre in the same evening? Or were they uh, separate evenings? I think they were separate evenings, but I think they were close. Was it, what, the bandstand in Horsham Park? Yes, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a, a scary goth band who I found a yeah. little bit too scary yeah. as, a, as a four-year-old. Yeah, so it's all just part of Horsham's, you know, musical summer event thing. So is that one of your earliest memories? That's really? one, of my, well, one of my earliest memories of you in particular. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember well. falling down the stairs on my second birthday. Yeah, yeah, you were under my charge. Your your mum um, had an evening job in those days. 
So it was me and uh, Greg. And you Greg fucked up. <laughs> and it was on your second birthday. Oh, God. So yeah, I you fell... broke, broke, you fell down the stairs and broke your finger. Mm. Totally ruined my evening, it did. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You little prank. It was football on the telly and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... What's, what's, what, I was about to say, what's your earliest memory of me? I suppose we don't really need to talk about that, do we? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I was there at the birth. Uh, okay, yes, yeah, no, yes, mate, yeah. uh, it's fine, we don't need to talk about it. I think the this. first thing I remember is being given frankincense, myrrh, and, and, and I was thinking, what the hell is frankincense and myrrh? <laughs> by these... By these there were these three guys and camels and all these animals in a manger. Wow. <laughs> That's my earliest I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> um, no, the, the the earliest memory I think I have of you was the uh, yeah the gig at the bandstand with Bad yep. Boy Boogie and then the gig at the Horsham Arts Centre, probably, like you say, it was probably separate. But so You so, came out into the crowd. Yes. Yes. So Horsham Arts Centre is like our theatre in Horsham. It's yeah. fairly, as theatres go, it's fairly small, but as Horsham goes, it's the, it's like the biggest place you can play in this little town of ours. And I remember it as well for the reason that Uncle Simon had you on his shoulders and then he passed you up to me. And I was playing the guitar with you sitting on my shoulders on the what, stage. on the stage? So you were on the stage at the age of something like three years old. There oh you go. Oh, my God. Yep, we just thought we'd totally... We'd My first just, taste of superstardom. Superstardom, mate. Scream yeah. for me, Horshamard Centre! <laughs> and then, do you remember being on the stage there on the day of Rockening, when the guy from the darkness was there, and mm. uh, Robin, the drummer from Bush as well? I mean, this was two, a little two bit local further ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was that was a wicked day, actually. That was, that was. Same stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, another, because I suppose... You kind of raised me quite early on on the things that you loved in terms of of music and and also in terms of like you know where i i this was in the time of videos and i I loved films from an early age, and I had all the Disney videos I had like the Lion King and I had Hercules and I had the little mermaid and loved all of those like kids do, yeah, but then when I was like four or five years old, I think I was probably the only kid my age whose favourite film was Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You Just loved because it. Yeah. I don't I didn't understand anything that was going on. Well I think you did. I think you you've always been a complete film nut. And by the way, you used to call them videos. <laughs> not videos. <laughs> which which myself and my sister Auntie Jane say to this day. Let's let's watch a video. A video. Yeah. Oh, how but no, pathetic I mean, of me. No, 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 no. It's cute. Um no, you were you were always like really, really into films and then yeah, yeah, you did get totally hooked on Wayne's World. It's a great film though, isn't that's it? It's amazing. It's film. the best it's the best film that's not it called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm not so sure about the second one. Was the second one not so good? The second one was a little bit... Uh, yeah. No, the second one's great. I'll be honest, the second one's great. But it's very, very tacky. It's got Aerosmith in it. 
which is quite cool. Yeah. And it's got yeah. the the old roadie, Del Preston, who kind of reminds me a little bit of you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Sri Lanka, formerly Ceylon. Well, that's the one. I'd that's find one. a thousand brown M&M's <laughs> to fill a brandy glass or us. He wouldn't go on stage that night. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going to love Aurora, Del. Who's Aurora? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you get into Bill and Ted as well? Or that, 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 that was that, much that, that's later. A, yeah, that's kind of like Much later. Because Wayne's World is kind of a kid's film as well as an adult's film, right? But like stuff like Bill and Ted is totally adult humour. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Bill and Ted was a, a little bit later, as was Spinal Tap. I think so, was... I'll tell you something. It's not musical, but um, film-related. I remember um, you you kind of impressed and totally freaked us out all at the same time. You must have been like eight or nine years old or something. And um, you could just, you were the font of all knowledge. This was pre-Wikipedia. And you were like a walking Wikipedia about was films. I? You could, films that you, at that age you could not have possibly seen. You would go, oh yeah, that's starring blah, blah, blah. And you would know who was starring in it. But not only that, you'd know who the director was and who the producer was. And yeah. You'd know what it was. And we were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I think... like, like that, that was so weird. You were like this incredible knowledge. And, and I think that's always stayed with you. And you have this incredible knowledge of all the things that you're passionate about. So obviously, obviously music, films, etc. You You have this real ability to... You, you retain information that you must read or you see it on posters yeah. or, or anything like that. Yeah. I think I think that was the case. I, I always had an obsession with film posters and I remember this was around the time when I was kind of growing up, DVDs were just coming into into sort of um into fashion. No, probably into more popular home usage. Yeah. Sorry, that was very um that was very formal. Wasn't that was it? Alan Partridge. No yeah. That was more than mine. Um, and you probably bought pretty much every film in existence on DVD at the time. Yeah. Um, but then I would, as I was getting older, I go, oh, what films can I watch? You, so here's Detroit Rock City. Oh, what is, a film. That's oh, a great film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And then you maybe give me some, do you remember I watched Last Action Hero? I watched that the other day. It's on Netflix. Oh, cool. It, Arnie in his, in his comedy just get it was like yeah. the year after yeah. Terminator Two came out, and it was just before he went into his comedy years. And the um the ACDC video for Big Gun, the the, the yeah. song that they did for that film, that's good. And Arnie's in that video. Wow, that's Arnie cool. Arnie is in the Big Gun video and the You Could Be Mine Guns and yes. Roses video. Yeah, love yeah. that. Um, I w- I was gonna. Ask, do you remember when we got Kerrang TV? That that oh, was yeah. that was so huge when. I was grown up because yeah. yeah. we've always shared. I think it's kind of obvious at this point that we've always shared a a very deep uh, personal connection uh, through music yeah. with one another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, at first, I hoped that I wasn't sort of forcing things on you. I mean, as a parent, you kind of want to guide your kid. You, you, I mean, you're anyone who's been a parent will understand this, and for all you guys that will in the future be parents, you know. Mm you for this yet to come but as a parent you kind of want to a you want to be obviously involved in your kid's life you know you, you um and you want to 
You want to have some influence, but at the same time, you don't want to dominate them. You want them to become their own person as well, right? right yeah. And just the the fact I, I, I tried, I mean, I'm not saying I did a good job of it. I really <laughs> don't know. But I tried to, get a, tried to get a balance of making you aware of stuff, but at the same time, letting you find your own way as well. Yeah. So the fact that you're so into music and stuff for me is just amazing. So thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. And... Um... You know, Kerrang! TV was always... It was so integral to my youth. In fact, I remember my seventh birthday. Again, it was uh, at the cafe next to the, the Horsham Park bandstand, the Conservatory oh, Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my... Uh, your your mother, my nanny Izzy... Yep. Um, as we've mentioned her before on this podcast... Um, asked what kind of cake I wanted because she always make me a birthday cake and I remember one year I went I want a Kerrang cake it's like just, just that does not surprise me as I am now a K cake a K cake Kerrang it was uh, sort of it had black marzipan on it and then the yellow K and exclamation nice. mark do you remember that? I remember the party. Mm. I'll be honest, I don't remember the cake. But, yes, because it was your 40th birthday party on the... Th- that evening. Uh, so yeah. we had my 7th birthday party in the daytime, and then we had your 40th... It was my 39th. Oh, sorry, it was my mate. It was my end of being 30s. Yes. <laughs> yes, which... So, so your party was planned, and the surprise was we were emptying it out, and then it's like, well, we're not going anywhere, because now we're having an adult party in the same place. Which was a good surprise. But I got to stick around. You got to stick around. I think you did some DJing, didn't you? D- didn't we make the playlists? <laughs> we did. made the yeah, playlists yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Had tons of yeah. Rob Zombie on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been listening to a lot of oh, Rob Zombie at the moment. Hellbilly Deluxe is still one of the top albums ever, isn't it? It's just amazing. So I think there's going to be a bit of crossover with the episode that kind of precedes this. Because I think we talk about Rob Zombie a bit with Jock from Puppy. Um, so if there's any overlap, I do apologise, but at the time of recording this, I haven't actually listened back to the episode yet. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Rob Zombie. I, I was listening yesterday to The Sinister Urge, okay. which is obviously the follow-up to Hellbilly yeah. Deluxe. I totally fucking forgot that Ozzy is on that record. Okay, I forgot that too. I'll be honest, I I remember being so blown away with Hellbilly Deluxe that, that Sinister Urge I found a little disappointing. It's got but some great I, singles on well, it. I need, okay, so I will go back and listen to it again. I really, really liked that remix album as well. The what was oh, it? The Sounds uh, of America so, to strip by or that, something. That was it, yeah, yeah. As ever, with a picture of his wife on the on the cover. American made music to strip by. That's the one. That's the one. I thought that was amazing because it's one of the first. I think it's probably the first remix album that I'd kind of heard. It was a bit of a new thing mm. back in them days. I um yeah you you're a big white zombie fan as well yeah. I assume yeah I I always think is it uh Thunderkiss sixty five yes that has got obviously being a drummer I just yeah. whenever yeah. I listen to that song I fucking nerd out at the beginning yeah. of it that obviously it's got the the guitar intro the dun 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 which almost sounds a little bit immigrant song but then it just comes in with that. And the drums are just hit so fucking hard with the bass and But they thought of something new and that's getting harder and harder to do, you know. I mean, yeah. And they yeah, 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 yeah. They just paved their own way and they had a good image as well that helped. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great band. So do you remember watching a lot of Kerrang TV with me? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Because again, it was all about, you know, the stuff that we take 
um, for granted now, you know, I mean, in terms of media and how this stuff can get across. And yet Kerrang TV was a whole new world to us. You know, before that, um, there was like an occasion... I mean, mainstream TV had very occasional... But pu- it had TF, you had TFI Friday, didn't yeah, you? And it, yeah, yeah. So you, metal was almost kind of paradised on that. Yeah, to, to a, like they had Napalm Death on TFI Friday. I remember two instances mm. when Napalm Death were on there. Once was when they actually played on there. Yeah, and they did the three songs that the longest one was thirty seconds long. Yeah. And then the second segment was them going on a roller coaster with a bunch of food and milkshakes. Exactly. Yeah. So right? it's it's, it's it always kind of... kind of, it's always kind of like you say it's a bit of comedy value. Here's yeah. Is it rock band with their long hair and stuff? And you know, I guess part of the good thing of being in rock music for me when I was younger was that you were kind of a little bit different and a bit in the maybe in the minority, you know, and that that was fine. I was always good with that. But it meant that getting access to that stuff, like Top of the Pops was the main, mm. you know, the main media for watching music on the TV. And it was very, you know, you'd, you'd occasionally get a rock band on there, but you'd have to sit through hours and hours of shit before you got to something that you enjoyed, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, other people would enjoy the other stuff, you know, and that's all fine. That's all good. So, so stuff like Kerrang TV, suddenly, I mean, okay, it was on a bit of a loop, and so after a while, certain things, it's been like, oh, not this Do you remember again. I kept a tally? Do you remember <laughs> did I did you? that? So, um, the Sum 41 song, what's it called? Fat Lip. Fat that, Lip. Was that top of the list? Because they played that to death. It was either Fat Lip or In The End by Linkin Park. Oh, yeah, of course. Of um, course. Another one of your big... Big, big favourite bands when you were younger. Well, do you remember? I, so, my this is back in the first house that we ever lived in, Horsham. Yeah. Far Halls Crescent. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out the Far Halls Crescent crew who are still there. Um, and obviously, when I was a kid, I had um, like kids' TV characters painted on my wall. Tots TV. The, 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 and um, someone that you called Pote Pate. Pote Pate. Postman Pat. So that that was, was that mum that did, yeah, did yeah, yeah. the majority yeah, of that? She did it all, mate. Your, yeah. mum, your mum's the artist. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. she, she painted all these characters on your walls. And then when I kind of got a bit too old for for that I suppose I got well, emotional not... about it I remember I got really emotional about so this was when paint... you were about 19 <laughs> cheers man yeah and Taz said could you take those off the wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah look if we're going to be in a relationship you need to part ways with the fucking postman pat that's painted on your wall pote um, pate and I had my room painted proper goth purple didn't I you did and the first po- first poster I had on my wall was of Linkin Park. Mm. But yeah, no, the Kerrang! TV, I, I mean, that was at the time where you had, like, Slipknot were just breaking. Yes, yes. And man, I mean, we could talk all day about Slipknot, couldn't oh, we? Do you remember the first Slipknot album had just come out, I bought it, and the very next day we went to Centre Parks, we were on, like, a family holiday. So it was it it, it Did was you us. Did you play that around and me we, then? Yeah, yeah. Well, really? a, a little carefully because um, we were <laughs> a little, a little carefully. Carefully. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was some adult themes and adult language, and you would pick up on this stuff as well. You would. I'd be listening to Slipknot. I'm I'm not a big lyrics person. Okay, mm. I'm trying to change that. I really try hard to listen to lyrics, but yeah. I have the attention span of a 
Hvor var så Tony Berg? Seriously, I don't have a great attention span, so I, I you know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to lyrics for a bit, but, but you're, you're a real lyrics person, right? So yeah, Slipknot, I couldn't. Did you wait, 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 in like, the first place? Maybe yeah, he's yeah, telling yeah, you yeah. at the Kipper Center because like, the interest of Arnold Barr to get the prams off. No, we guilty. And we're away with Aunt Jane, and Uncle Simon, and you know, family holiday since part. And I just remember that as a moment in time. Because Slipknot, totally, totally groundbreaking when they came along. Yeah, yeah and that Wait and totally Bleed different. video was yeah. on. The, the video of them yeah. performing live and then the Left Behind video, mm. the one of them performing in the forest. Man, such a fucking great time for music videos. We said f- for a long time, you started this, we were going to form a Slipknot tribute band. Oh, man, we were, well, weren't we? we? That, eh? I don't know. That would be so good. That would be so... Of all the tribute bands I said I was going to form, like... <laughs> oh, I remember my first band was a Kiss tribute band. We never actually played any gigs. But I've done a bit of... Well, I've done a couple of gigs for Bad Boy Boogie before, haven't I? You have. You have. That was that was the first time we played a gig together, wasn't it? Bad Boy Boogie, yeah. Well, I say we played a gig together. I played one song, you played in, one your, song. in your encore. How old were you then? How young were you? <sighs> God, this is going back a bit. Eleven? I was probably about 11 or 12. I had the weird centre parting. Do you remember that? Oh, you look cool. So this did was... I, this, did, this did was I a, fuck you. No, this was a great story. Because I, I, you'd been going off for drum lessons for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but had never played drums, you know, in any sort of public environment or anything like that. Yeah, apart from the talent show in year six where I covered Do You Want to Be My Girl by Jet... Oh. And I awkwardly dedicated it to a girl in the audience, and yeah, that turned out well. Um, okay, fair that, enough. That, besides that, I'd never really performed okay. publicly. So we did, um, we did two two um, DC gigs this day as well. Actually, we played a, a, an Irish festival over in Crawley where they booked the wrong bad boy boogie. Yes, I think clearly. I think they thought that we were an Irish jig band or something. Oh, there's an Irish bad boy boogie, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, so no one turned up to see us basically in this huge fuck-off stage in this huge fuck-off park with, with us and about three people there. And then we went and played the Bridge House, which was a little little pub um, near Horsham. Is it, is it there anymore? It, no, it got knocked down. It's now a house. Oh, really? Yeah, bummer. Uh... Frank Turner's played at the Bridge House. Absolutely. It's in his yeah. book, actually. Is it? Yeah. How and, cool and, is that? and Nick, your bandmate in Flesh Tuxedo, Little Bro. Little Bro. Played that night. He did. Yeah. I, he, he's talked about that, actually, with Frank Turner. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So, the Bridge House. The Bridge House. So which just... was considerably busier that night. It, it was. Packed. It was. But it, it, quite a tiny place as well. Yeah. Great you little know, pub, though. Great little pub out in the countryside would have bands all the time. Fantastic place. So, yeah, so we did our gig. And then I, I don't know how it came about, but it's just like, hey, Dan, jump up and play back in play, black. Play back in black, which isn't an easy song to play, right? It's the first song I ever learned on drums, though. That's incredible. Uh, well, how, I say it's the first song I ever learned on drums. I learned the four beat. I didn't really learn the fills. The da 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 do. Totally nailed it. Cause um, so everyone, everyone in the band thought, well, yeah, let him get up. You know, it'll just be a laugh. And they're all totally blown away. It's like, geez, this guy is he can, what a drummer. And you and you still are. There you go. Oh, thank but you. But you're not eleven anymore. That was uh, I. I've obviously done. I've done a full 
gig with Bad Boy Boogie before mm. as well, and and we kind of we kind of replicated that moment at your wedding <laughs> as well. Yeah, which absolutely. was I mean I was pretty drunk at that point, but I think we managed to just about hold it together. I remember being so nervous when I did that. Where at the wedding? Uh, no, at the bridge house. Oh right. Back when oh I was really? About Twelve years old. I was so nervous. Okay. But I do remember getting out from behind the drum kit and just being like, yeah. Fuck yeah, I did that. <laughs> Let me sign some autographs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we did a weird sort of blues jam. I remember I used to come to your rehearsals, and whenever you guys would have a quick break, and Jeff and uh, Jeff, the bass player, Skazza, Skazza, you bugger, um, <laughs> and 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 Cy, uh, who obviously is Angus. Yes. Um, or was Angus? Sorry. For a little while, is he? Well, is he well, back just in the twenty years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, formerly Angus. Obviously, Marty's doing Angus now. Changed his name to Side by Depot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when Side was in the band, uh, we'd do a quick blues jam as well in the middle of oh, rehearsals. Cool. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, fun I do. times. I do. I do miss Absolutely. drumming. I do really miss drumming. Um, so, what got you into wanting to be a journalist? Because you know, a music journalist, because you, you were, you were, like I say, really, really into TV, but not just slobbing out, like really studying it type stuff. You were really yeah. into films. You were really into music. Um, you would, you would write. You know, you were always, you were a good kid at doing your homework and all that sort of thing. You, you weren't. You, you enjoyed school. You were. Yeah. You know. I was good in. I was alright in school, wasn't but I? But what what got you to want to be a music journalist? Because oh. I, I, it was almost an overnight thing from my memory that all of a sudden, you yeah, know, just wanted to write all this stuff so all the, the time. I think what started it was you encouraged me to keep a gig journal, and oh, write about yeah. the gigs that I went to. Yeah, and my first rock gig was My Chemical Romance at Wembley Arena. Yeah. In 2007, March, 30th of March, 2007. It was on the Black Parade tour. I went with mum. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore bondage jeans and mum did eyeliner on me. For full disclosure right there. Um, and I remember writing about the gig and I drew pictures of the band. I took photos. I cut out little posters of the tour that were in Kerrang! Because I'd just started reading Kerrang! at that point. Okay. I think I remember I bought Kerrang! once and you wanted to read it just to check what was in there. (laughs) Before. I was such a Victorian dad, wasn't I? No, no, but in all fairness, I was only 12 at that point. So you still did want to kind of check it. It's just, only because I was too tight to buy my own copy. I just yeah. to read it first. <laughs> and I do remember my first issue had a live review of the band, uh, a band called Mistress, who I've never actually listened to, but I don't know why it kind of stands out in my head. The caption um, had the singer's name in it, which uh, not, um, <laughs> the singer of Mistress is just is called Dave Cunt. <laughs> Um, um, his his name is Dave Hunt in in Mistress his stage name was uh, Dave Cunt and um, (laughs) he he sings in a brilliant um, uh, brilliant sort of 
black metal band now called Anal Nathrak. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but I remember the caption was like, Mistresses Dave Cunt, quite a nice bloke actually. <laughs> Mr Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Mr Cunt's here. <laughs> um, saying about Mr Cunt reminds me of something that happened to me yesterday actually. Oh God, here we go again. So I was watching the TV and they said, oh there's a program um about the clitoris on the red button but i couldn't find it <laughs> <laughs> and that deserves a shot there we go <laughs> should we do a shot to Here, here's a go. shot to crap dad jokes <laughs> oh. are you struggling with the shot yet to mr cunt no 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 it's it's nice, down. okay but um, yeah, I, I suppose I wrote about that gig and then I suddenly I remember writing a review of the, the album, The Black Parade at the time, and I think it just kind of picked up from there. Okay. And all of a sudden I was I was just kind of obsessed. I, I've always had a very analytical mind. It was what you were saying yeah. about the, the, the films earlier and having quite an encyclopedic knowledge. I know obviously everyone is on the spectrum, as it were, but I think I am slightly further along and I think that's just how my very, very, very slight autism kind of um uh, manifests itself okay if you will okay As, for some reason i seem to remember really trivial stuff and then the important shit i can't ever remember <laughs> <laughs> way he flies around <laughs> cheers mate yeah. <laughs> um too much fucking perspective <laughs> that so that was also around the time that um so at the time i was when I was reading Crank, I was getting into a lot of bands like Bullet for My Valentine. Uh, I mean, it was such a great time for metal. Mm. That, that it was basically the new wave of American heavy metal at that point. So, yeah. Trivium, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Bullet were British. My Chemical Romance, you were huge on. Okay, yeah, and it was the, the that generation of Green, emo as well. Green Day, you like? Green Day were just post-American idiots, so yeah. just on their last kind of on their last bit of integrity I yeah. suppose yeah. <laughs> or, or decent album yeah exactly yeah. Um, uh, and Panic at the Disco as well Blink Blink um, and Paramore no 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 Blink you haven't blinked for ages have I not <laughs> this is really intense I'm not breaking eye contact dad um, uh, but you know Pat Paramore as well obviously um and yeah, I, all that. Yeah, all right, all yeah, right. Well, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about so, that in a bit. We'll talk, oh, okay. talk about that in a bit. Because um, you're going to make me sound like a fucking creep, aren't you? I, still, I, I, I know it's coming. I know still it's coming. Get it. I, I know it's coming, mate. I know. Don't worry. Um, but um, a machine head at the time. Machine oh, yeah, head had cool. the blackening out. Oh, we listened yeah. to that album loads, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I remember you were like, okay, so you like you like these sort of you like trivium and you like bullet for my Valentine. You got their posters on the wall here. Here's the great southern trend kill by Pantera. Yeah. Fuck, like it's another level, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's kind of. That's almost swapped around now because I feel like we always recommend bands to each yeah. other. Like you do recommend me, you recommend me a lot of older stuff as well. Like you got me into bands like The Sweet and yeah, um, you know, uh, like The Black Crows as well. A little more contemporary, The Black Crows. Yeah, a little more contemporary than The Sweet. Um, and and we've always kind of had a mutual love for the Wild Hearts. Yeah. Um, but 
I obviously recently made you a playlist. You did. And, and I feel like, obviously, like I feel like I kind of owed you that in return for all the times you would lend me CDs, like the Pantera one or any Metallica album. Or I'm just trying to look at the... You, you literally have about... How many CDs do you have now? Because I swear you have an Excel spreadsheet tracking the amount of CDs I do. that you have. I do. I have 2,000 CDs. 2,000? Yes. Exactly? Nearly. Nearly. Just under. I do keep them all in a spreadsheet. They're all sorted in alphabetical order on the shelf and within that chronological, within alphabetical. Um, solo artists sorted on surname, obviously. Cause this is great. Why do iTunes sort solo artists on their forename? That that's so wrong. That's, that, that that really needs yeah, to be fixed. You've Apple got a problem. Sort that one out. You've got a problem if you do that, mate. Um, yeah, I find it quite surprising that you've got the self-titled Gallows album in there, and I don't think I even have that record. Well, there you go. I think I've every other Gallows record, but that one, which is a great album, to be fair. And what a band! A uh, uh, Gaslight Anthem as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, man, so many in here. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I made you a playlist recently. I don't have the playlist in front of me, actually. But... So everyone should do this. It was a brilliant thing to do. So I was um, going on a work trip and um, taking a long flight. So while I was at the airport, I listened to it and it was fantastic. And everyone should make a playlist for someone else in their life and just say, hey, because if you, if you hear something you like, you can get into it. And if you want to flick on, then you just go on to the next one, you know? Yeah. It's a really cool thing to do. It is a really cool thing to do. I think that's, that's really awesome. And um, I, I find it very respect, uh, you know, respectable, not respectful, yeah. sorry. I find it very respectable that um, you've... And I'm not trying to make a sweeping generalisation here, but as people get older, they like what they like. And they may buy three, four albums a year and stick to the classics and not really keep up to date with new music. Was that ever really an option for you? Or do you always feel the need to kind of go, well, I should keep my ear to the ground and I shouldn't miss out on on what's good? Yeah, no, I... um. I mean, I go through phases. I don't know if other people do. Sometimes I think, do you know what? I've got so much music, I should just, you know, put the outside world on pause and just, in, you know, really properly get mm. to enjoy what I have. But no, I I love to hear what's going on out there. So like Greta Van Fleet at the moment. So their oh, so their new so album, their new album comes out a week today. Yeah, comes out on the yeah Friday next week, the nineteenth. And I can't, you know, I'll be straight there buying that, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so they sound like Led Zeppelin, so what, you know? The, I've heard this new album has a lot of Aerosmith on it as well. Like, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah that's what oh, I've heard. Cool. They're, like, they're like really young kids, yeah? They're super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, they sound like Led Zeppelin, you know? So what? <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously I've just loaded up the playlist that I actually sent you. So I really loved um, the Dirty Neil, the guys you went and saw the other week. They're, they're the, friends they're, of the podcast were, now. Okay, cool. They 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 were cool. I remember really liking Idols. Never yeah. heard of Idols. They 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 were excellent. And because it was like a it was a video player, it's like YouTube videos, right? Which was good as well. So um, I thought their videos. I, sort of played a few more of those videos. I went off-piste from your playlist and looked at some more of their videos. Oh, that really? was cool. 
And then I really liked and and, and what, what what the band called the guys that have that connection to Rancid and I like the the, the interrupters. Interrupters, really cool. So really they're cool. on Hellcat Records, which yeah. is Tim Armstrong's yeah. record label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're really cool. There was a really ultra heavy band which were awesome as well. Was that? Behemoth or yes. Behemoth. Behemoth, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were. That really, really enjoyed that. So, Must suss out some more of their stuff. So actually. their new album, at the time of recording, their new album came out a week ago. Oh, okay. It is fucking incredible. Yeah? They are... It is kind of... So they probably... Oh, that's not what it's called. No. <laughs> their new album is uh, called I Loved You at Your Darkest. Uh-huh. And there are some genuine riffs on it, yeah. which I think is always kind of the thing with the more extreme metal side of things. Because they, they, if you had to put them in a genre as such, mm. um, you'd probably call it sort of blackened death metal, right? Because it's not quite black metal, it's not quite death metal, it's kind yeah. of in between. Yeah. Loads of uh, obviously satanic lyricism and sort of um, you know. Um, Quite a quite a blasphemous, I suppose you would say. Um, yeah, incredible band, and and there yeah, and, and, and there was just a lot of good stuff on there, and it's really cool because did you did you like the sort of stuff like Mastodon and Gojira and so I struggle a bit. Do you know what Mastodon? I really really want to like them, and I I I think I you know they're on my iPod and stuff, and I'm really really struggling. What about just, the... just not getting into it? Really? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Because they're I, just they're I, just I, they're just not. I sent you Stalking's Curse, which is from their Emperor of Sand record, yeah. which is probably one of their more palatable records. Okay. So I'm wondering, maybe it's worth going in the other direction and giving you one of their more Go. progressive yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Could um, be. I I also include FIFA three three three, which is Jason from Let Lives. Oh, new right. band. So okay. that, that kind of rap rock thing that was yeah. kind of in there. so. You, ab- absolute bastard that you are. <laughs> when this is the download festival, I think you brought me back that empty, empty, empty Shikari yeah. beer bottle. Saw Let Live. Yep. I remember being on the phone with you that morning and you going, Oh, I don't really know who to check out today. Danny, what are Let Live like? And I just went, Mate, go and see them. Yeah, I'm so pleased you did. And that was the legendary set where Jason got in the scuffle with security because so, he tried to enter from the crowd. I'll tell you exactly what happened. It was in one of the smaller tents. It's probably the, was the, it third, the second, was third, it the third yeah. stage, right? And I was there with Mark Lee, our buddy. Hi, Mark. And, and uh, Bevla, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and she's back in the room. <laughs> and we were, um, yep, you told us to go and see him. We knew nothing about this band whatsoever. The band walk on stage and this guy, at this time we didn't know who he was, this guy ran from backstage and sort of stage dived and we thought, oh, okay, well, that's kind of weird because the band had just come in on stage. They haven't started yet. Yeah. So the band start playing and we're waiting for stuff to kick in and that. And then this guy who'd stage dived, and it wasn't packed. It was, you know, there was enough was people there. It was starting to fill up. It was starting to fill up. This guy had leapt off the stage, suddenly climbs over the barriers and tries to get back up on the stage. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? And the bouncers were trying to pull him back down, and he was really, really, like, fighting his corner and laying into them. He managed to get up on the stage, and it, it was him. It was Jason. It was the singer. Yeah. And that's how he'd made his entrance. 
And it was phenomenal. I've never seen a band do that before. It was it was really cool. And I heard he fought security like throughout the set as he well. He should have he should have told them who he was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he should have let them in on it. But that must have been so cool. To see. It's so fucking. They were punk phenomenal. Rock. They were. I'm gutted that you got to see Let Live, and I never did. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. Fuck you. <laughs> right. So little. Respect your elders. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always feel quite cool that we, we get to swap new bands. So, we skip past the massive part that I wrote in capital letters in my notes that I really wanted to talk about <laughs> okay. at that time when you started, that time where I was into Bullet, Trivium, Machine Head, all of that. Yeah. Download Festival. Yeah. Download Festival 2007. Well, this is what I wanted to talk about as well. I bet you... This was your first download, 2007. So you were 13. Just 13. 13. Okay. Um, so it, who was uh, My Chemical Romance on the Friday night? Yeah. Who everyone hated and I loved. Yeah. So Maiden? Uh, yeah, Maiden closed it. Um, on the Link, Sunday, Linkin, Linkin Park, Park on, on the, the Saturday. Saturday. I didn't watch Linkin Park, and I must admit, I've never seen Linkin Park live. Okay. Because that night, we went to the second stage and watched Motley Crue. Oh, we went with Nips and Ringo, didn't we? Yes, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was where Tommy Lee kept swigging from a bottle of Jaeger and was passing it back over the crowd. So the second stage in those days was in a tent as well, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was, it was yeah. in a, a, a big, long tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember I had to stand at the back with Nibs, Ringo's uh, wife, and um, um, you and Ringo went to the front to go and get a swig of Tommy Lee's bottle of Jaeger. To be honest, I wouldn't want to touch anything that Tommy Lee has touched, let alone... With my mouth. <laughs> so why you did that, I've no clue. But well, these things all make sense at the time, man. Motley so what Crue did you think of Motley Crue? I loved them. Yeah. And Doctor Feelgood stuck in my head as a thirteen-year-old kid. Ad infinitum, you know. That's cool. That's cool. It was a great, great festival. So. The one thing you had a real problem with was festival toilets. Oh, God, I knew yeah. this was going to come up. Yeah. So you went literally the whole weekend, you would not go and take a dump. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? You, you seriously wouldn't. And you really... And kicked, I objected really, to it. I really actively objected. You, you really, really kicked up I, the fuss. And you somehow managed, like, we, we must have been there, what, three... We got three there on the day. Thursday. Okay, so we turn up Thursday. So... I'm getting to the Sunday now. You've not had a dump. You're eating festival food, which, which you know, works through you, right? <laughs> and um, you will not have a dump. So come Sunday morning, you finally relent. And the only way I could get you near those festival toilets was to get this massive wodge of toilet roll up each nostril. And you stood in this queue with me for like an hour, looking like a complete freak with these two huge toilet roll plugs and you finally went and had a dump but you you, you kicked up big time it's such a wuss i feel like there should be a disclaimer on this <laughs> this is 2007 and at the time drop pits <laughs> at festivals were still a thing called? drop pits that's all right where you where you shit in a pit yeah it's to put it bluntly that would be a great name of an album and a tour for Bucket of Shit. Bucket of Shit, Shit in a Pit. <laughs> that download, such 
a pivotal sort of moment of of my life, really. Like you said, my chemical romance and Iron Maiden. Do you remember we saw Dragon Force? Yes. On the main stage? They, actually, they were really good. I enjoyed it. The, ZP, the singer, came out as um, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And he's, he's now fronting Skid Row. You're joking. I'm not. He's the singer for Skid Row. Oh, now. my fucking God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, and um, we saw Buck Cherry. Mad Buck Cherry. Oh, my dear. Oh, I like Buck Cherry. I know you do. Um... One thing that always sticks in my head, and I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. So we talked about Paramore earlier. Hayley, oh Hayley, I love you. Okay, yeah, right. Well, I bet you had a, a celebrity crush when you were 13 years old, like I had with, and kind of still have with um, with Hayley Williams. I didn't when I was 13, but I have one now. Is it uh, Lorraine, is Lorraine Pascal? Pascal the <laughs> the oh. fucking TV chef. Oh, she's gorgeous. Really? Yeah. All right then, mate. <laughs> Sorry. So let's talk about Paramore. So Paramore were playing that weekend. I went ape shit at the fact that not only were Paramore yeah. playing, but they had a signing tent they session. Did. They did. Um. I was very naive about the sign tent thing, the fact that you have to queue for hours to get close to the signing tent. And I'd written a love letter for Hayley Williams. <laughs> God, fuck the fact that I'm telling... Awful, 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 awful. Love letter for Hayley Williams that I was going to give to her at the signing tent session. So you walk with me to the signing tent so it was horrible being your dad thinking this guy's just it's setting him up for a fall because the chances of him getting to meet them are very very slim indeed and that's a that's a, in all seriousness that's a horrible feeling but we go through with it and um did you meet Haley? I did not. No. Did you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um I mean Get over it. They and there's always can- Lorraine Pascal, right? <laughs> they cancelled the signing tent session for reasons that still elude me. Um, I cried, didn't I? Because they're I, pricks. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I full-on sobbed, yeah. didn't I? You did, you did. And I think, in all seriousness... Okay, so yeah, let's not embarrass you about that. Because, you know, we've all... We've all you know, been there. We all know what it's like to be passionate about. Well, you yeah, remember what it was like. You must have remembered what it was like being a, a teenage girl with the Beatles. <laughs> um, I Bay never, City Rollers. I never got to see them because then the First World War started and <laughs> we, we were all on rations and we all got evacuated. Had to live in caves. <laughs> but no, what I was going to say was, bands like that, if they suddenly cancelled doing it, it was probably something like, oh no, I've ripped my tights and I've got a headache and I really can't be mm. bothered or something, you know? And it's like, you know, these are the people that, that, that if it wasn't for these people, your band wouldn't be anything, you know? I'd, and it I'd, does piss me off. I wonder if there was a genuine reason to Possibly it. there yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, um, maybe there was. And then I sort of sobbed and we slowly walked back to the main stage. And to add insult to injury, who was on the main stage at the time? 
hinder the fucking shittest sleaze rock band of all time. Go home, get stoned. Fuck. Who was that other band, Delane? Hi. De- no, Damone. Damone. Hey, we're Damone. Delane are one of those sort of like within temptation y oh, symphonic okay. metal bands. No, hi, we're Damone. This Every called, song. Hey, we're Damone. This song's called Damone. Yeah. From the album, Damone. Damone. <laughs> so, so, okay. I saw Paramore. I got that. Obviously, I saw Paramore live that day. They weren't yeah. just there for the signing day. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, being um, a stalker. <laughs> I hate their music. I just wanted their signature. I remember, because it was in the tent at that time, it wasn't on the hill like it is now. I had to be lifted up by Ringo. Were you picked up by your Ringos? I was. (laughs) Bearing in mind, Ringo's not necessarily... uh, Was not necessarily... He wasn't necessarily a tall guy or like a big guy. He still lifted up 13-year-old me so I could see Hayley. He knew how important to and, you it um, was. And I got bottled. Did you? Because <laughs> those were the days... Because you're getting of, in people's way. Because those before... That was the day where you can take plastic bottles in. Yeah. Do you remember before Iron Maiden, we were in the midst of a bottling war? Yes. Do yeah. you remember... But there were plastic bottles... When I first started going to festivals, Reading Festival, it was all glass bottles. So bottles like this bottle of Jack Daniels, right? People would drink them, fill them up with piss and lob them. Seriously, you get hit on the back Including yourself? No. Obviously, I didn't partake in that. I was there just for the music. But (laughs) I got hit. I I can clearly remember I saw stars. I got hit at Reading Festival. I got hit on the back of the head. I think it was a Cinzano bottle. To make it even more important. Bottle of Chinzano. It was a it was a no, it was a bottle of piss, but it was a Chinzano bottle of piss. <laughs> and it hit me on the back of the head and literally I saw stars. Honestly, a glass bottle. It's crazy, wow. isn't it? People would just chuck them, huh? I mean, how mad's that? <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, for the record, Paramore, I never got it. Why did you <laughs> like they're not rock? Why did you like them? Oh so, no, we're not gonna have this it. conversation, are we? I mean, I, I like some pop. I like Kate Bush. I like pop music. Pink Floyd, brilliant. <laughs> you know, different sort of music. Fine. Paramore. What's that all about? I I have, so obviously I was obsessed with Paramore and My Chemical Romance as well. Those were kind of the two main bands. I get it time. with My Chemical Romance. I just can't connect the dots with Paramore. I'll um, try. <laughs> That's, I guess that's what's good about music, right? Everyone has their own thing. Absolutely. Um, There's no right or wrong. Yeah, I, I have stints where I listen to the whole Paramore discography and uh, I had it the other day at work where I was like, I'm just going to listen to like shit tons of Paramore. And it was an actual physical struggle not to be singing along to the whole of it. Like, <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, uh, that kind of download festival, because obviously the first rock gig that I went to was with my mum Download Festival was kind of the start for us of going yeah. to gigs together and it's still something we do to this day absolutely um, and you go to the toilet on your own these days yes yeah I do yeah. And, and I'm able to go for a shit without your having to stuff tissue up my nose that's fine that's well great. you did text me today actually you were on your way up here I was on my text way up. me that you stopped for a shit yeah yeah, so, you know, some things, they, they may change. Nature calls, gone mate. Away. <laughs> Nature calls. Um, I, I've, I, a lot of people are probably quite 
sort of like, oh, you go to gigs with your dad? That's really weird. It's something very special for me mm. that me we too. get to share those things. Yes. Yeah. That absolutely. we've been going to gigs together for going on 12 years now. Wow. Um, prop, proper, not your gigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, exactly, yeah. Um, but going to, going to the big gigs together. Yeah. And it's something I, I really hold close to my heart and, and will always hold close to my yeah. heart. And, um, We've seen some great bands together, man. So come on, let's talk about some of the ones we've seen. Okay, so I remember we saw Bowling for Soup at the Roundhouse. Bowling for Soup were amazing. They were awesome. Is, um, yeah, the Cult. D- no, we didn't see the Cult together. Okay, that must have been <laughs> Bevla. <laughs> You're confusing me with your wife now. Okay. We took a trip to Bristol to see the Wild Hearts. The Wild Hearts. They played the whole of the Earth Versus album. We, we spoke about this when we had Haggard Cat on the podcast, because obviously yes. Matt and Tom from Haggard Cat used to be in Baby Godzilla. Yeah. Um, they were the support band. And right? then uh, uh, we obviously went up to Nottingham to go to our good friend James and Michelle, The Riots, uh, final final Trash Stop Festival. So what year was that, Mr. Memory? 2010? Okay. Yeah, I think it was about that. So that was Patchwork Grace? Oh, Patchwork Grace, yeah. And um, JD and the FDCs. What did FDC stand for again? Because it was obviously Jamie Delerick... Shout out if you're listening, Jamie. Hi. Do you want me to tell you what it says? Yeah. The fucking douchebag cunts. Lovely stuff. Um, Eureka Machines. Eureka's. Chris Kesselist. <sighs> he, so he just had to fill in for Ginger on a Wild Hearts gig. I think I don't really? know if he's doing more than one. Because Ginger's got vocal problems at the moment. You know, it's, right. it's like every singer's nightmare where, where they're not allowed to sing for a while. They mm. have to rest their voice and stuff. Yeah. So to one of the gig, Chris Kesselist did it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah. They, they were also at that Bristol gig with the Wild Hearts. They were. Um, they were. Well, in fact, that was a really good gig. We've spoken about him already, but Rob Zombie at Brixton Academy was a very oh, special one. Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. good. Um, we went with Joe and Mark Lee. Yes. And Ringo. Probably Ringo was there yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, Shout out all the mates tonight. I really wish Rancid had done a tour of... <laughs> yeah. So we were in a car listening yeah. to And Out Come the Wolves by Rancid and I was like <laughs> a, a few years this was a few like three or four years ago and I was like, Oh man, this this album how old's this album now? It's gotta be coming up to twenty years old, right? And you were like, Yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh god, I really hope they do a twentieth anniversary tour of this album because a lot of bands do that these days. And you're like, oh, yeah, I really wish they'd do that as well. We got back to the campsite and we were relaying these words to to our dear friend Ringo. And he was going, what the fuck are you talking about? We did go and see Rancid do an Outcome the Wolves in full. You were just too drunk to remember it. It was only like a few weeks before, (laughs) wasn't it? Um, You should have come along to that. Michael Monroe at Concord 2. Oh, what a gig. But then um, also at Concord 2... You came with me and three mates to see Bring Me the Horizon. Bring me the horizon. 
And this is early. Bring me the horizon, right? I mean, this they've, is, they've, they've kind of they kind they of they were on the cusp of going a little bit more mainstream. This was just before they released the album. There is a hell. Believe me, I've seen it. There okay. is a heaven. Let's keep it a secret. So there's still kind of metalcore at that point. And our friend was um, in the support band as well. Um, Lou, wasn't that the one where Lou was in the support band? No, no, no oh. our, our good friend Lewis. Um, that was a different gig. That was when we went to go and see a band called My Passion. Oh, do you remember that's them? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lou, our good oh, friend, was sorry. was drumming yeah. in the support band. This is Massacre. I'm getting my gigs. Yeah, no. Uh, but bring me the horizon. That was I do when Cancer Bat, the motherfucking oh, Cancer yeah, Bats, yeah, 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 yeah. were were supporting. Great band. Um, yeah. Uh, and what I love about that as well is a lot of parents when they go to gigs they're kind of like oh yeah I'm just going to kind of stand at the back yeah I'll hold the jackets that's alright <laughs> yeah I'll hold the t-shirt I'll be in the car yeah, uh, yeah exactly be round the corner having a coffee yeah you were ready to get in there almost oh, weren't you I'm Maiden Twickenham oh man that gig there you go I'm Maiden on the Somewhere Back in Time tour at Twickenham so where they were playing stuff only up to Seventh Sun. Yeah. That was cool. Incredible. Inc- ACDC at Wembley Stadium. Oh. oh. Yeah, now we're talking. Awesome stuff. How many times have you seen ACDC? Twice? Twice. Twice. Both with you. Good man. There you go. Awesome stuff. How do you sell a frog to a deaf person? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> go on then. <laughs> John, buy a frog! <laughs> Are you are you serious? Yeah, sorry. So we just took another pee break. We've still got beer on the go though, haven't we? Oh, you're Cheers. nearly done. Cheers. Yeah, you're nearly... right. No, there's a little bit in there. Oh no, there's not. That's all right. <laughs> That's fine. Should we do another one of these? Oh, really? Okay. It's number four. I suppose we could. So, as if getting you on the podcast wasn't already a stupid idea, um, I opened up the floor to. A small AMA. Um, little, what is AMA? Ask me anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Did you know that? I had no idea. So, um, because for some reason, people seem to think that you're quite cool. <laughs> quite a cool dad. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. To an extent. <laughs> um, yeah. You're you're quite a you're quite a cool dad. In fact, the fa- uh, I was at Two Thousand Trees last year. Yeah. And um, my good friend Connor, Connor Failure by Design Records, shout out. Um, said, "Oh, hey mate, how you doing? Where's your dad?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice to see you too. Cheers, Connor. Well done, Connor. <laughs> um, I was at the uh, I was at the joiners the other night, and our good friend Charlie Simmons, who has sent in a question, we'll get round to it in a minute. Charlie, uh, was, I love Charlie Simmons. Yeah, he's a top dude. <laughs> um, when we were, I was saying, oh, I'm getting my dad on the podcast, and my friend Dan hasn't met you yet. Um, and Charlie was saying to Dan, just imagine Danny, but. In his mid fifties and able to buy beers, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that's a pretty accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just a little less. Good point, well made. <laughs> um, let Let's start. Let's start this. Um, this question session. Um, I, I like to call it an AMA. An AMA. Um, with a good old friend of ours, um, Chucky. 
Chucky. Hey, Chucky. Um, he says he knows the answer to this, but he, he just wants <laughs> you to say it live on the podcast. Okay, let's play a game. Do you want me to give the answer before you ask the question? <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? <laughs> Go on. Dad, Motorhead was your first rock concert. <laughs> what was your first concert? End of. Thank you, Chucky. Thank you so much. So it was the Nolans. The <laughs> Nolan sisters. Thank you. You utter, utter bastard. Um, yes. Next. <laughs> no, so um, as a kid, me and my sister were taken to, I think it was a Ronnie Corbett seaside show or something like that. People probably are, are now going, who the fuck's Ronnie Corbett? Because probably most people haven't heard of him. He was a comedian back in the old days, the olden days. And yes, the, the, strictly speaking, the Nolan sisters were the first band I ever saw because they were part of his show. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, it's yeah, better yeah, than... Yeah. You remember my first gig, right? Well, yeah. I saw five <laughs> at Hyde Park. You did. You did indeed. But they had Roger Taylor and uh, Brian right, Major on them. So that, their, that's that's For the absolute opus that that's was five, We Will Rock You cover. So here's to Five and the Nolans. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, rock and roll. Right. So talking about that Bringing the Horizon gig idea, we've got a question from Jack Utley. Jack Utley. Who was uh, at that very gig, who you gave a, a lift to, to the gig. I remember. Um, so he said that it's rare a parent can enjoy these times with their child. Uh, was it something you were adamant on building your father-son relationship on? Totally, yeah. I mean, it's been one of the most important things to me and it, it continues to be as well. So, yeah, totally. But it's not to say that's the right way for everyone, you know? Mm. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to think everyone's got good relationships with their with their kids, with their parents and stuff. But, yeah. But um, it's not enforcing my views on anyone else, you know? Mm. But yeah, yeah, for for you and I, it's always been a really important thing. I mean, we totally must piss off everyone around us by our enthusiasm for it. So our, um, our love for riding the pony. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. For, for so. those of you who don't know, me and my dad have a tradition of of if you've ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, of. Um, riding invisible ponies, bringing out the magic um, pony. It does at, sound a bit like a euphemism. It does actually, sound a little it? bit. And, and I wrong. wish you would stop stroking that <laughs> fucking cock-shaped candle while you're talking about euphemisms. Oh. I'm not riding the pony in that way. <laughs> Going to wear it out. Keep playing with it. <laughs> it was a double double question from Jack actually. Okay. Um, and he said. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to come back to Jack's question. Because okay. okay. it kind of ties in to a question from a good friend of the podcast, Simon Hambleton. Simon. Um, so we met Simon at a um, Creeper gig. And right. then yeah. chatted to him on the train home as well. Yes, that yeah, was yeah. it. So um, kind of tied to what his question is. Okay. He said, which achievement in life would he place higher Having a son as great as me, his words, not mine, Yeah, I should say, or 
being a badass and crowd surfing at Creeper. So crowd surfing at Creeper was amazing, I'll be honest. <laughs> so, I was really, really nervous. I mean, it also, in, in before I went, yeah, it all sounds great. Then when you said, come on, let's go and do it, I was like, shit, do I really want to do this? Like, like yeah. in my mid-50s, right? And it was brilliant. So... But that that was a thing where I basically I volunteered you into going. Oh, if this tweet gets fifty likes, then <laughs> my dad is going to crowd surf during Creeper set. And I asked the band what song you should crowd surf to. You didn't crowd surf to the song that they said you should crowd surf to, but never mind. Yeah, because I bottled it. You you did. You lost your bottle a little bit. I do remember. So. You did crowd surf at that show. This was I did a a year and a half, nearly two years ago. Actually, no, about a year and a half ago. Creepers headline show at the Electric Ballroom. What a gig! What a gig! Um, and um, yeah, you 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 did it. You crowd surfed. I did it's during the song Valentine. I think if I can recall, it was. And Simon, who asked this question, actually lifted. He did. You are. I helped lift you up. He did. Simon, thank you very much, because it's a very memorable experience. We got a great photo out of it as well. We did. (laughs) Doesn't it go quickly when you crowd surf? It It goes in the blink of an eye, and then you want to do it again. Yeah. And again. Have you done it since? No. Not yet. No. There's always next time. Maybe, maybe. I do remember you going, oh, my back really hurts a couple of days after doing it. Yeah. Um, I want to see Bevla doing it at Lonely the Brave tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember I crowd surfed at Lonely the Brave? You did. They really shut the dingwalls and I pissed security (laughs) off. I was working the show as well and they got pissed off and they were about to chuck me out, but... Yeah. That's a great video because they're not a crowd surf band at all. No, they're not. There you are going past at dingwalls. That's brilliant. Yeah, so I suppose in answer to Simon's question, well, what what achievement would he place high, having a son as great as me or crowd surfing at Creeper? Um, so, um, I the I, fact that you're I hesitating love, love, this long to answer the question is an insult no, 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 in no, itself. No, 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 not at all, not at all. It goes without saying, of course. My love, my love for my love for our host Danny would would surpass all of those things but that crowd surfing was an amazing experience and thank simon thank you for lifting me up awesome right so if you notice a, a sudden cut in the um in the audio quality or the sounds of our voices it's because i forgot to ask uh, one of the questions during the during the main podcast recording session that ended up lasting about two and a half hours. Um, it was another one from Simon Hambleton, and it was the one I, th- I was genuinely holding stuff back for, for the answer. So, um, who would you say is the most important band of the last ten years? Oh, wow. Okay. Of the last ten years. Okay, so my memory's not great, so you're <laughs> going gonna, gonna to have to help me here. Um, the Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. I mean, obviously Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But they're a bit more than... T- they're 50 years old. I know, this it's year. crazy, it's amazing. It? Okay, so in the last 10 years... Well, this is interesting because... Uh, I guess 
Do Biffy Clyro count in that? I would say Biffy Clyro, yeah, Puzzle is 10 years old last okay. year. Okay, okay. So I mean, they've been a big part, personally, yeah. they've been a big part of my life for the past 10 years. Okay. But I know they're a bit kind of corporate and that last album was a little bit poo, to be honest, wasn't it? Right, yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> but, but I've seen some incredible live performances. But I guess <clears throat> the most important for the past 10 years, hmm, that's really... I want to say something that's really down with the kids and really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say... Yeah. I'm going to go with a personal thing here. Yeah. It's going to be the Wild Hearts. It's going to be Ginger Wild Hearts. It's going to be the Wild Hearts and all the offshoots, right. with the exception of Mutation, which isn't my bag, but some people absolutely love it. Yeah. So all of Ginger's kind of uh, other projects over the last 10 years, you would Abs- say, is... Uh, so as, like as, Hey Hello. Hey and, Hello. And, and, the Wild and Hearts, his solo stuff. Solo Ginger Wild Hearts stuff. But not just Ginger. Hey, the I mean, Ginger... Ginger seems to be the main guy with the Wild Hearts. With the Wild Hearts, mm. let's start with the Wild Hearts first of all. What an amazing band! Okay, so they've been going more than ten years, but they kind of in the past ten years they've really got themselves back together. Ginger and the bass player Danny, the original bass player, mm-hmm. they've reconciled their differences. Um, I would include Danny's offshoot band, the Yo Yos. I was playing well, with some of that to them yesterday. yesterday. They were great, actually. Play Ramonzi. So Danny's current outfit, the Main Grains, they are phenomenal. Yes, they we are. saw them earlier this year, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, down, down, at, down at our favourite little venue, the Joiners. Uh, the, down at the Joiners. Shout out! Shout out for the Joiners. Shout out for the Main Grains. Shout out for Ryan Hamilton, who they were supporting. Yep, Ryan Hamilton that and was the Traitors. Are they still a... called Ryan Hamilton and the Traitors? No, they're now called Ryan Hamilton and the Harley Quinn Ghosts. I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can remember it, you can. <laughs> who, by the way, I'm going to go and see on Thursday night. They're it... playing at Sticky Mike's. Soon, RIP. Oh, it's going to be my, probably my yeah. last time down to Sticky Mike's. I probably won't be able to get down to Sticky Mike's again now, and oh, it's gutting. It's very gutting. Um, so, um, Sorry, back to the point. Back to the point because I digress. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Simon Hambleton. I love your question. Um, I'm gonna go with the Wild Hearts and everything that's an offshoot of the Wild Hearts. Okay. So in the past ten years, yes, that will be Hey Hello for sure. It's gonna be the main grains. Um, CJ does some wonderful solo stuff. Check out any of his solo albums. So CJ goes for more the poppy end, mm. but his past couple of solo albums have been quite rocky as well. They're, they're, it's just just that they're all really great individually, and then when you get them all together, mm. and the Wild Hearts are, are re- currently recording a new album, and I'm really really excited. Oh, I'm stoked about that. for a new Wild Heart. It's yeah. been what a good seven eight years since Chutzpah, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, Which was a great album. It was probably, it was actually probably my favourite Wild Hearts album since since Fuck You. Really? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'd say it's like my third favourite Wild Hearts album. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Great. Well, I would say I don't care if Simon uh, even cares what I think is the most important (laughs) band of the last ten years, but I know some a couple of bands that we do share. We've obviously spoken about Creeper. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Just when we go and see them each time, they put so much love and attention into everything else outside of the music. Absolutely, it's the whole package. It's the whole art. It's form. the theatricality, oh. and I've seen 
the way Creeper affects people. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen how that band has genuinely saved lives. Okay. So okay. I'd say they're important for that reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would say one band that we did go to see earlier this year, and I don't think many people can claim that they took their dad to see Code Orange with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if, their uncle. If you're thinking about a band... <laughs> yes, yeah, that is true, actually. Um, if you're thinking about a band that is pushing the boundaries of extreme music and all of its forms, when you think about hardcore and industrial and any kind of extreme music and it's pushing the boundaries and yet somehow it's Grammy nominated, it's playing live at WWE pay-per-views, it's getting massive billboards in Times Square. Yeah. I think they are, and this is something which I think has been said on a lot of podcasts and a lot of publications, but I do genuinely believe it that I think Code Orange are the most important heavy band Okay. Yeah. since yep. Slipknot. Okay. If you said yeah. of the last 20 years, I would have said Slipknot. Right. Because the debut turns 20 this uh, next year. Okay. Wow, 20 years. Yeah. So I would probably say those two. And okay. What that Code Orange gig. That, I, mean, I mean, they're incredibly powerful and they're kind of different. The thing with the drummer singing, I liked. It was yeah. good. Um, and yeah, I mean, Creeper, obviously. Um, absolutely phenomenal. And um, my first... Crowd surf as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Cre- I mean, bands like Creeper, so you're right, it's the whole package. I mean, phenomenal music, but there's more to it as well. Yeah. I mean, when, when I was a youngster, it was bands like Kiss and bands like that that, that had, yeah. a, you know, image. It was the whole package as well as the music. And it Bo- kind of, Bowie, obviously, yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, and the, it, yeah absolutely. And, it, you know, it's it's all art, right? And it just makes it, it just gives you more of that fantasy that yeah. is the escape and the wonderful thing about music. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would agree with your choices as well. Yeah. Probably not quite as good as the Wild Hearts. I think <laughs> I'm probably cooler. I would chuck in maybe a couple of honourable mentions. I'd say also Enter Shikari oh, for right, sort of okay. political reasons. They're yep. giving a lot of people their political awakening. Yep. Um, and I'll also say, um, certainly more recently... Uh, a band that have started to really become quite outspoken politically um, and more power to them for it is Milk Teeth. Oh, okay. okay. They, they um, if you haven't go and follow them on Twitter because it, it brings um, uh, brings a lot to your attention that uh, may not come to your attention just from looking at the news. And, you know, they are um, very, very impassioned about, uh, feminism and, and equality of, of genders. And they've got M from nervous now, uh, on, on guitar. So I think that's just going to add to it. And they just write fucking great choruses. So I've, I've seen them with you again, seen them live and yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Really, really liked them. So I'll be keen checking out the new stuff that comes out. Mm. I'm going to say two more things quickly that have come to mind. And then can you make me another cup of tea? Because I've run out. Okay. Okay. And my throat hurts after Lonely the Brave last (laughs) night. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're both feeling a little bit jaded. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'm gonna give. Um, I'm gonna direct people. If you've not heard of them, go and go and check out a band called St Agnes. 
they they are really building so yes a mate is on drums with them now and that's what made me aware of them shout out andy head professional drummer professional drummer mr andy head but they are a phenomenal band. I was just watching, um, so there's a new video come um, that they just put out, um, and it's, I won't spoil it too much, but it's brilliant, and it's drawing attention to um, ladies getting wolf-whistled in the street, and just generally right, okay. that side of abuse, and it's a, it's, it, you know, they give you some shocking statistics around that sort of thing as mm. well, and the music is phenomenal. So what... Check out St Agnes. I would class that as very important, yeah. and I think that's yeah. wicked in the post, yeah. post Me Too, um, you know, landscape. Yep, yep. So Absolutely. check out St Agnes, yeah. and, yeah. And, and they just have great riffs as well. Oh, amazing mm. and phenomenal live! So much power. Yes, really, really great band to see, and. I really like the band. You did me a playlist um, a couple of weeks back, and I love Idols. I'm really, really getting into Idols. So they're right, cool. yes. Um, I don't know how long they've been going. Don't know a lot about them, uh, but, but, but really, no, like three, four years, okay. maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I would say very, very current. That album, that that song I sent you, you is from their second album, which came out earlier this year. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So really like that as well. Mm. And Ghost, Grey, and it just goes on. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. How much tapes left in the machine? Should we go back to the main part of the podcast? Okay. I think we should. Should we do the Wayne's World thing, though? <laughs> We've got a couple of silly little questions that have come in here. Um, they're um, uh, one from Simon Marsh. Uh, Marsh, uh, legend. Ask the old fella if he fancies any more boat gigs. <laughs> I'm guessing this so, is so. You played a gig on a barge recently with yeah with the Soho Jukes. Soho Jukes, yeah. Was, when was it? Last week or something? A couple of weeks ago. So, <laughs> so we play on this boat. It's it doesn't move. It's just a. It's just this boat on the Thames. It's a pub, and I've never been seasick in my life. Like on boats that move and go places and blah 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 blah, but we'd had a good few beers before we got there. Then we get oh, on to no. play the ski, and I got properly properly seasick. This thing is just bobbing up and down because it's more to the side, and I was properly. It didn't help that I found out why men don't pole dance because if you try to pole dance like a lady, it squashes your nads. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that that that's a bit of a side story. But anyway, I, I really properly felt like seasick. Did I tell you Chris Miles was on that boat as well? You're joking. Chris Miles and all his mate. It's his regular pub. Oh right, okay. So yes. Will we so the question was, will we play more boat gigs? Um we may. I'd like to see you play a speedboat gig. <laughs> Or you know, you see those you see when you go on holiday you see those banana boat things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Strap a drum yeah. kit to it, let's see how long you can hold on for. A I gig reckon, on a bucking bronco. I reckon we could sell out a gig on a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Soho Dukes jumped the shark. Yeah. Um speaking of Soho Dukes, Colin Foster. Call the Duke. <laughs> um uh, has um, asked me to ask you the notes to any middle eight of any Soho Duke song. Um, okay, you utter bastard. 
Um, here's, okay. an in, here's quite clearly an in-joke that needs explaining. It's a bit of an in-joke because um, on our set, I, I can... I can so, so as you get older, your memory goes, okay? And so on our set list, I always have to write down next to every song, I have to write down how the middle eight goes. <laughs> but it's for me, but I've noticed other people in the band read it as well. So, you know. Um, yes, I can. So um, the song Girls You Get is C, G, C, D. Um, the song Murder Town is B, G, A, E. Um, I can't remember anymore. Oh, okay, I can only remember two. <laughs> there you go. There we go. I need my notes. Just wing it for the rest of it. Absolutely. Um, uh, Liam Hudson did ask before we started recording this: Will he be fully dressed? Because <laughs> we haven't Liam, spoken Liam. about it very much over the over the course of this podcast. <laughs> but you do have a weird thing about getting naked. Well, it's just, you know, what's wrong with that, you know? It's fine. It's just skin. <laughs> it's just skin. Under these clothes, I'm actually naked at the moment. Oh, great. Yeah. I decided to actually avoid talking about nudity during the <laughs> So, no, it's just a, it was just a thing. That was all. It's just a phase. It was just a phase, <laughs> man. I wanted to save, um, uh, it wasn't necessarily a question, um, but um, Lightning Chris did say that um, you are cooler than all of us. <laughs> so Lightning Chris, Lightning Chris was a tour manager for Nikki Six. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. He sent me a bunch it's of amazing. Nikki Six stuff, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, Lightning Chris is a complete legend. But so he, when we saw, uh, Nikki you're not Six, cooler than all of us, Nikki, are you? Nikki Six was in a band called Brides of Destruction with Tracy Guns as well from oh. LA Guns. And, um, and Guns and Roses. Yep, Lightning Chris, absolutely. Lightning Chris was their tour manager. Fair enough. So he's cooler than... But you're he's, not cooler than us. He's cooler than all of us. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. I've just realised how... Absolutely, I can never say that word again. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I saved my, my favourite question until last, and that is from Charlie Simmons. Charlie Simmons. Um, and uh, he said, um, I remember your dad telling me he spent some time in Canada. Yes. Um, where's the best place in the world that he's been on the beers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So the best place in the world that you've been on the beers. I would say it's probably always the next place. Ah. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Bloody that? Hell. Is that is that a deep and meaningful answer to that one? I mean, um the best place I've been on the beers, um Toronto um so when I've been to Canada, I've actually only ever been to Toronto. I've been to Toronto lots of times, but just the one place in Canada. And we kind of stayed in Mississauga, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came over as well. It was a work thing, but I got to see loads of bands out there as well. It was amazing. It's fantastic, yeah. So saw Marilyn Manson on the Mechanical Animals tour there. Rob Zombie on his first solo tour out there, the Hellbilly Deluxe tour. Yeah. That's where that huge post comes from. We'll talk about that in a minute as well, your thing with huge posters. We've already uh, we spoke about it on the Jamie Lemon podcast, oh, the right, weird okay. fear of huge okay. posters. Okay, so people are aware of yeah, that. Yeah, people that are strange. aware of yeah. Okay. 
So Toronto is a really cool place to drink. Um, Tokyo is an awesome place to drink. Yeah. Um, I know Charlie's been out to Tokyo, so he'll probably agree. Tokyo is amazing, albeit hellishly expensive, but amazing. Um, Japanese people will do everything with enthusiasm. So if you go out drinking with people, they properly, properly go for it. Um, oh man, there's just too many. Um, this summer I was in Prague. Prague's an amazing place for um, a good beer culture. There, there's, there's, there's too many. It's a wonderful question, and the answer is it's the next one. There we go. I'm surprised you didn't say Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> so do we tell the story of uh, you the... tell it it's your story no I, I purposefully was not going to um so i was at uni for a good few months at this point and you know being very close to 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 you and, <laughs> and to your friends as a result i wanted to get you guys down for for a night on the beers i thought i could handle it but uh, the way you guys drank on, on a sort of... When you're a student in this day and age, you buy your own drinks and you drink at your own pace. But where we were drinking on rounds and we had a kitty, um, I was kind of struggling to keep up with everyone else. <laughs> By about 10 o'clock that evening, I was completely gone. I was shit-faced. Um, sorry. Pardon you. That's the beer <laughs> Daniel's gone. and the Friday night roast and the chocolate orange yeah. um, and um, and and upchucked on the pavement outside a curry house in South Sea. I totally bailed on the evening by ten o'clock. Bearing in mind it was me that invited you and your friends and my uncle, my uncle Simon, down for the evening. You guys went off into the the sort of sunset and found your own way around the town. Um, what what happened from there? So you, for those of you who know Portsmouth or whatever, you found yourself in the Gunwolf Keys area of Portsmouth where there is a, a, a Tiger Tiger bar. <laughs> yeah, so Tiger Tiger. Um, weirdly, everyone wanted our ID and this was a whole new thing for me. I don't think I've been out for a while. And it's like, why do you want our ID? Clearly we are all of drinking age and I, I now know the ID is a whole, it's a pub watch thing. And yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a criminal I, record thing. So it's, yeah, I get it. But we didn't have IDs or anything. So um, Uncle Simon's quite a large um, foreboding well, he's character. Tall. He's, he's tall. He's, he's tall. tall. He's tall. He's tall and slim and very good looking. He looks like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> but like George Clooney in the film Syriana where he has a beard. And a like burn after reading. <laughs> he looks like George Clooney behind the counter of a kebab shop, is what he looks like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Taller. I don't know if that's politically correct or. Why? Is that okay? Yeah, that's uh, okay. It's a, a, of a vegetarian kebab shop. Yeah, there that, we that, go. That, that serves everyone. <laughs> Okay, so getting back to the story. So Uncle Simon, um, so this, this bouncer who's like probably 16, or, I don't think the bouncer was legal drinking age actually, tries to stop us to say, can I have some idea? And Uncle Simon pretty much just picks him up and, and puts him out of the way in a gentle, respectful gentle source. Giant. In a gentle sort of, you know, there's someone in my way, I'm just going to pick them up and move them over there. And just walks in, and so we all followed him in. Um, 
the more interesting thing that happened later that evening, we get back to Danny's crashed out and not looking good in his bed. So um, we kind of go, Danny, you okay? And he goes, oh, I want to be sick. I go to grab his, um, the nearest thing I can find is this is this rubbish bin beside his bed, but it's made out of wire. He throws up in it, and of course the puke all spills out because it's just, it's just this rubbish bin, like, netting thing. And the puke all rolls out, and it all goes over my arm, all over my tattoo that I've just had finished, which which is um, Japanese characters which say Danny's name. <laughs> so Dan just puked up all over, all over the tattoo that says Danny, which was a dedication to him. Thanks. You know that next day I was puking up all day, and I puked up down the side of my grandparents' car while it was moving. I was in the passenger seat... Um, and uh, I was like, I'm going to be sick. Uh, just roll down the window and I was sick all down the side of the car. There's a picture of it on Instagram of me Lovely. cleaning up the car that day. Which birthday was it when you were sick, like, all over the place? That now, was how, the and how day, many times were you sick? That was the day before my 18th birthday, and, and my friend had her 18th birthday <laughs> party the day before. So on the my birthday was on the Monday, and... This was the Sunday. Because we went the, to the Foresters. The, and for, her birthday party was dinner. on the Saturday. We went to the Foresters in Horsham, a very nice pub in Horsham. For, for a, a Sunday roast, not a Friday roast. For a Sunday roast, yeah. And I couldn't hack it, could I? How many times were you sick? Uh, literally about 40. Threw up in a bus stop. That was a, a bus stop, real a life bucket, highlight. A pub toilet at the Horsham Arts Centre oh oh comedy night yeah because I, I went on the Sunday night the night before my birthday <laughs> I went to comedy night with my grandmother with my nana she was not impressed no understandably and then I was 18 the next day and we went out on the beers again e. Um, and I told you that night how I lost my virginity yes that was weird Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Let's move on. Let's um, move on. Well, I wanted to save that question until last. I, I I think we should kind of round this podcast off with an anecdote, with one more anecdote from you, because Charlie was saying you remember um, how you spent some time in Canada. Now, couldn't fit this one in on the podcast that we had with uh, my Canadian friends in the Dirty Nil, but will you tell us about the time um, that you went to the Hard Rock Cafe? in toronto <laughs> okay so yes i will yes i will to, so, to, to round this podcast okay. off so hard rock cafe in toronto is built into the side of their big sports arena big sports stadium the sky it's dome the sky dome yeah, yeah. Woo, so, blue jays yeah 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 <laughs> the toronto blue jays play there they're there that's their home baseball mm. team and it's huge it's fucking enormous so the hard rock cafe is built onto the side of it and it has these one one of the sides of the hard rock cafe is not a wall it's just glass and it looks down on the stadium so i go in there on my own one evening to have a meal if anyone's ever been into a restaurant on their own just to eat imagine it's it's really embarrassing you feel really self-conscious right you go in it's all families and couples and people on dates and blah, 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 blah. And you go in on your own. It's it's kind of weird if anyone's ever done it. So I go in and they give me like this amazing table. It's right next to the window. It's like best of house. And I hadn't asked for it. It's just, that's just where they took me. So I order my dinner and I get a steak and chips, which is one of my favourites and I love it. And 
I'm kind of the the thing is when you're on dinner on your own, you just want to eat and you want to go. You don't relax. You you got no one to talk to. It's not a social thing. It becomes it's pre-internet as well, so you yeah. can't just like sit on your phone or whatever. No, no. So you just sit there. You look around. You try not to weird anyone out, but you you try not to tune into anyone's conversation or anything. But obviously, you do without meaning to. So, so my steak and chips turns up, and it's like great, great. I'm really going to enjoy this. And I go to put some, you know, condiments, and I go to put some mustard on it. And it's one of those huge, squeezy yellow, bright yellow mustard bottles, right? And I and I I go to put some on, and it's like it's kind of like blocked or something. So I squeeze it a bit harder, and it's so you give it the shake, and you you know you do all the normal stuff. And so like this thing is really fucking blocked. So I really properly, like, without thinking, go right, squeeze this thing. And I really squeeze it hard, and then all of a sudden there was like this really soft noise, like a yeah. And I'm like, like a really gentle fart, like a really gentle fart. And my eyes are stinging, and I'm like, shit, what just happened then? And like, time kind of freezes, and I look around me, and I think what's happened is the entire fucking mustard bottle has completely exploded. So I am I, I by the way, I was wearing I was wearing a white shirt this night. I, I think I went straight from work, so I'm like a, in Canada you have to wear like a shirt with a collar and like chinos and it's stuff specifically like that, you know? in Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's a Canadian thing, right? <laughs> so and this uh so so I am absolutely from like totally covered in mustard, yeah? And I, it's 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 like a it's like a cartoon thing where I had to do this thing with my hands to remove it from where my eyes are just to be able to see. I am totally totally covered, and it's all up and the window as well. Because I'm sitting in this amazing seat, this plate glass window has just got it. Imagine someone's just got completely, you know, shot down with the with a sawn off shotgun, except say they had. That mustard flowing through their veins instead of blood. That's what that's quite a way. Is that is that quite descriptive? <laughs> this was like a mustard bloodbath, <laughs> and I'm just like shit. What the like like what do I do? And like, you know, the waitress has delivered my dinner and and is gone, and I'm just sitting there thinking. So I. I managed to, you know, get the eye of the waitress, ask her over, and she's obviously stifling, giggling and stuff. She's like, kind of, yeah, can I help you? And I'm like, I've just completely covered myself in mustard. Uh, anyway, long long story, not so short, I suppose. Um, she was um, she was a diamond. She sorted me out, so they gave me a freebie. That I, I mean, my shirt was ruined, so they gave me a freebie Hard Rock Hill shirt. Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Kells in Prestation, which we've not even covered. Okay, but yeah, let's let's not talk about that. Um, So, yeah, they gave me a shirt. She brought me a towel and I went and, you know, washed. And and they replaced my dinner free of charge and blah, blah, blah. They, they, they They were proper sterling. They were really good about it. They were really good about it. But it was so embarrassing. And I just, they brought me a new dinner. They cleaned down the window. They cleaned the whole place. And I had to eat my dinner as quickly as possible. Couldn't get out there quick enough. And as I'm going and I, I pick up my coat and everything, 
all the guys come out of the kitchen and go, hey, you the mustard guy. <laughs> and it's like the, the words got round with everyone that works oh, on this. No. is a big, big, busy place, and it's like so embarrassing. So that's the legend of the mustard man. And that is mustard man, or mustard guy, <laughs> in Canada. Can- <laughs> Canada. And there, two and a half hours later... Two and a half hours? <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. We could have watched <laughs> Lord of the Rings in this time. <laughs> Jesus. Um, one final shot of Jack Daniels for the road. Daniel, um, Mark Randon, I love you. And Mark Bomber Randon, I love you too. And what's this my has middle been name? Bomber. No, what's my middle name? Mark Robert Randon. This has been a pleasure. And here... Mark R. Randon, R for rock. R for... <laughs> <laughs> Would you let me finish this fucking podcast already? Two and a half hours later, this has been a pleasure. Um, I love you to bits. And this final shot of Jack Daniels is for the mustard man. Daniel, Mark Randon, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. You're taller than you sound on radio. Um, I hope that we do meet again. Um, And here's to it. Here's to it. Rock hard, rock heavy. Rock animal. Rock animal. Kempai. Kempai. Love you lots. Mm. Ah. That's the good stuff. There you go. Will you be able to use some of that? <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> Jeez, have we talked for two and a half hours? We have. We're still really? recording. Oh, are we? We need to do that Wayne's World thing. You know, they go, and scene. And scene. All right, excellent, excellent, excellent. excellent. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So we're going to stop recording now. Okay. Oh, no, 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 before you stop recording. <laughs> Are you still recording? We're still recording. Do you still like Nando's? Yeah. Do you still go to Nando's quite a bit? I do. You do? Yeah. So, I found out today... Oh, my God. Is this one final dad joke for the road? The area in Nando's between the front door and the back door is called the peri-perineum. <laughs> oh, okay. Mark Bomber Randon, you're a fucking awful human being, but I love you for it. Cheers. 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 Clink. Wow, listening, to the, listening back to the end of that, it feels like we came to the end of... A real, a real journey, a real sort of milestone journey for Bitch and Brew. Um, thank you very much for listening. That was uh, Bitch and Brew episode number thirty-two uh, with Mark Bomber Randon in all of its two and a half hour glory. I can't believe we recorded for that long. We were quite pissed by the end of it. Um, all those Jack Daniels shots, but it was honestly one of the best times I've ever had sort of recording one of the episodes um so thank you very much to to my dad for for his time and his wisdom and his his awful dad jokes um I love you very much buddy go and check out uh, all of his bands all five of them the Soho Dukes uh, Voodoo Lake who we heard a song from at the start of this podcast um Bad Boy Boogie his ACDC tribute band Flesh Tuxedo and uh, High Octane Junkie so I'm going to put links to the Facebook pages for all of those bands in the description of this episode. So go and give them a thumbs up. Look out for a show if you live in the sort of south of England, general south of England vicinity. Um, look out for a gig from uh, all of those bands. 
uh, in the coming months. Um, thank you very much for, for listening. If you liked what you heard, then maybe subscribe on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or uh, Spotify we go out on now or Acast. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then it would be hugely appreciated if you could leave um, you know, a sort of a positive review because that sort of shit really helps with um, you know, pushing Bitch and Brew up in the ranks. I'm, I know I don't have a huge amount of funding behind it. Well, I don't have any funding behind this or sort of advertising advertising revenue so um exposure is really you know is really really vital to a sort of DIY podcast uh, like this one so if you like what you heard then please give us five stars or four stars or, or however many stars you think this podcast sh- should merit and um and some kind words and that'll be hugely hugely appreciated obviously subscribe as i said earlier because um this is the last sort of uh, normal, and I say normal in sort of verbal inverted commas, because the la- the very last um, episode of 2018 is yet to come, it's yet to be recorded actually, um, and as you may well guess, it is the Albums of 2018 special. I've been absolutely frantic over the last couple of weeks uh, going through a list of albums uh, that is getting even longer by the day because I'm going oh fuck I haven't heard that yet or shit I need to go and listen back to that one even though I've got a pretty solid top 20 at this point that I don't really want to knock anything out of but um, we're recording that well at the time of recording this we're going to be recording it in about a week and a half time so um, I'm going to be joined by uh, fellow well fellow former music journalist Brad Thorne for that so uh, Brad's going to be putting together a top 20 I'm going to be putting together a top 20 and then we're going to be doing some end of year awards as well like we did last year um i'm going to be coining them this time around the golden tea bags um things like band of the year ep of the year song of the year so uh make sure you're subscribed for that one that's going to be out in mid-december i would say um we haven't recorded it yet so who knows um but in the meantime thank you very much this has been bitch and brew podcast thank you very much for listening and shout out to my dad for his time for that one honestly a once in a lifetime podcast i think um i'm out of here we'll see you for the albums of 2018 special in a couple of weeks time cheers bye bye (laughs) 